Welcome, welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoked Week 10 podcast. We're coming to you live, kind of live. Technically, you'll be listening to this on a replay, but we are live in beautiful Flowood, Mississippi, which still is under the Jackson, Mississippi umbrella. Uh, we had some games yesterday. But this, I think this is the week that never was because we got so hyped for this Alabama LSU game, but it never was a great game. Debbie, were you surprised about this game? I was. I was really disappointed by the game. I mean, at the same time, like I kind of knew that this was going to happen. Uh, LSU struggled to score against Alabama the last several years, especially like two years ago, and this LSU offense has always been struggling to move the ball against Alabama's defense, and last night was no surprise. And I even thought going into this game, like, if LSU was going to have a chance, they were going to need to score 30, and they haven't been able to get out of the double digits in, in a long time with them, so not surprising. Wasn't a complete waste of time, though, JB. Um, we did get to see the viral LSU student hopefully student I don't know girl that had that like was not about that game yesterday she just stared into the camera JB is this the woman of your dreams a woman that loves football and is at the LSU games maybe we'll see one day one day but uh like I, I just love the way she gave that death stare into the camera like that's she just like didn't want to be there and also I think probably one of the funniest things is probably that she probably you know had a lot of passion during the beginning of the game probably lost her voice and it was all for nothing you don't you don't know you're taking a lot of assumptions and i, I am just throwing a lot of assumptions will you will you invite me and holt to the wedding and we can uh stream it live for sec slow smoke yeah like, you well, can you can actually the good thing is you can get that like one of those house divided flags yeah at least lsu and tennessee aren't rivals so yeah. i think we can make this work but yeah. you know this probably be like another 10 years down the road too so yeah but you're just getting to know it won't her. be anytime soon bro you're just, you're just getting to know her you're, you're right um yeah, so jb you weren't super surprised a little disappointed because it wasn't a great game me too holt were you excited slash glad alabama killed lsu by as much as they did because you're now a rich man because you bet so much money you bet the house on alabama like always yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I was just kind of happy to see, I mean, I don't know if happy's right where, but um, I just wanted to be right about LSU, and I've always kind of felt like they've been smoking mirrors, like, all year, and a lot of people are acting like they could win this game on game yesterday, and I just really was kind of hoping Alabama would blow them out just to, just so I would be right, even though I've been wrong about LSU, like, all season, and um, their offensive woods finally came back to get them there, shut out, you know, had a really rough offensive day, I think they only had, like, Less than 200 yards of total offense for the game. No and, run uh, game. No run game. Yeah, I don't know the, why they tried to run against Alabama. Yeah, there was no running game. They couldn't move the ball at all. Joe Burrow didn't play terrible, but he didn't really make much of a difference either. And uh, it was just a rough game for LSU's offense. And um, LSU's defense did slow down Alabama like comparatively to what other teams have done. But uh, it definitely wasn't enough to keep them in the game. And I think... LSU's offense, I think the most you could have asked out of them in this game would, would have been maybe like 17, 20 points. And uh, once Alabama got past that, it, it seemed like there was really no chance for them. You know, it's it'll be a while before LSU wins against Alabama, I, I think, unless, I guess when Saban retires, maybe LSU will have a chance again. But Whenever they hire Lane Kiffin. Whenever they, they hire Lane Kiffin. But there were a lot of uh, mini wins in that game last night. For instance, Tua did throw... 
his first interception that was more of a uh, punt than anything. And JB's JB's pretty excited about that. It looks like he he jumped up and we were all watching this together in beautiful flow with Mississippi. And JB acted like Tennessee just won not only the national championship, RCC championship, but the Super Bowl too. And Tua threw his first pick. Yeah, because it showed that Tua Tagovailoa is human. Like I've been waiting for him to make a mistake all year, and then no, I'm the biggest Tua Tagovailoa fan. Stop like, saying I, his last name because just because you're, you're proud that you can say his last name. I, I'm you are definitely not his biggest fan. I, I feel pretty confident saying that. Well, of the trio here, I think I do like him the most because I was on him on from his, the beginning on his nuts. of the season. On his nuts. From the beginning of the season, from week one, I was on his nuts. Yeah. One ball deep. I was um I was a little disappointed that Mac Jones didn't get in the game earlier. There was there was a point there where Tua got hurt for a second. And uh, he actually came back onto the field on the same play and got a penalty for it. Um, but they they brought Mac Jones for a split second. He was he was getting excited, and it was almost like we, we were it was coming true that uh, Tua wasn't going to play in the fourth quarter, but for different reasons. But other wins besides um, Tua throwing his first interception is also I think what is like nine to nothing in the first quarter. I feel like that's a that's a big win, right? Yeah. It JB, <laughs> okay. I mean, you can ask me or J- or Holt, whatever. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, nine nothing in the first quarter. The other win was that LSU did not allow Alabama to score a touchdown on his first possession that broke that streak this season. To give you a little background, we were sitting here in Flowood and thinking about. We, at, at one point, Holt was going to go to the game and leave us. He he thought he had the ticket hookup, but I guess it didn't come through for him. And then we we set a price alert on StubHub for a hundred dollars, or I guess for seventy five, but a hundred dollars with fees to go to the LSU game from Flowood, which is what about two hours, whole two and a half hours from Baton Rouge. It's about two and a half hours. I, we looked it up. Yeah, actually. I'm not sure how far. I think it's two and a half. Two and a half hours. We looked it up. Um, we set a price alert for seventy five dollars on StubHub, and unfortunately, we did not get that. Um, get those tickets. But actually, it's probably more fortunate now because I I wouldn't have wanted to go. The, the the first quarter atmosphere would have been great pregame and yeah. first quarter been Pre- great pregame and first quarter would have been awesome but I'd been pissed if there wasn't a game so looks like um, Alabama is gonna only have one loss this year against Mississippi State right Holt it's looking like it yeah unfortunately yeah it doesn't hey. look like anybody else in their schedule is gonna be able to beat them so JB doesn't he he's been to his biggest fan since day one been all his nuts but he has not been on Fitzgerald's nuts correct Holt that is correct. Does he? What does he have against Fitzgerald that you don't have? That you don't like about Fitzgerald? Who? JB. JB? Yeah, because you don't like Fitzgerald. Yeah, either. I don't know. I think JB's just. I don't know. I think he's just a better Tennessee I, well, fan, and he just. Well, I'm actually just, just trying. Sad that I don't know. No, I think. I mean, Holt is just completely taking this the wrong way because Holt gets butt hurt easily. <laughs> the reasoning of this is that I'm just trying to like impress Holt by uh, acting like a state fan and making fun of Nick Fitzgerald because that's the cool thing to do as a state fan is to uh, pick on Fitzgerald. And, yeah. Well, and, it's kind of like making fun of Memphis. Like, it's cool to make fun of Memphis unless you're not from Memphis and then you're just being a dick. Yeah. JB. <laughs> I am from Memphis. Yeah. I was, so it's, that's it's, a, it's, that's it's, a good point. It's an, it's an analogy, JB. Why why didn't why didn't LSU put in Miles Brennan last night? Do you think it was time? No. I don't think it would have made a difference. It's... Wait, is he a redshirt freshman or a freshman? I think he's a true sophomore. True sophomore, so neither. Okay, cool. Um, so, But he hasn't redshirted. Has he redshirted? I don't think so. so but he hasn't played this year, so he could. So no, he's, yeah, he's a true sophomore because he played last year. So I guess he, it'd be weird, but he could technically redshirt one this year if he wanted to. Or I guess yeah, even I freshman. Don't, I don't know how many games he's played in. But yeah. I don't know if like he's really the answer. I think the – I mean, to me it's still about LSU's offensive play calling. Um, I know they hired a new offensive coordinator this year, but it's still the same in, like in-house 
you know, guy that they hired from within. And I know Orgeron feels comfortable with them, and they've had a, a couple of good games this year, you know, especially the Georgia game. But, I mean, I just think, like, long-term, this isn't, like, going to work with what they're doing, what they're trying to do offensively. And they don't have that great game-breaking running back this year that they can just give the ball to 20, 30 times a game. You know, like a Geis or a Fournette or, you know, whoever. They Fournette's had. brother is on the team, though, right? This is true. So maybe. And he didn't get any carries, so. Right, right. Although, if he, even if he got carries, and JB mentioned this last night, I was, like, they need, I, I was saying they need, they need Fournette out here. And JB even told me, yeah, even Fournette didn't run it great against Alabama. So I guess you're, you're right, JB. They, they need just a lot. They need a lot against Alabama. Um, I tweeted last night that Alabama could beat the Browns, or I asked how many points the Brown, uh, Alabama beat the Browns. I don't think they actually would, but this is a different team this year for Alabama, a different style team for Alabama, too. A very heavy offense team, uh, and an improving defense. Not the best defense they've had, but a very improving defense. That I think it's just total domination. When you get to the to garbage minutes, and LSU's just trying to score a touchdown. Um, first of all, they tried to kick a field goal in, like, Fourth, the inside the inside the twenty. I forgot what, what what yard line where they were at, but they tried to kick a field goal on fourth down when they were down by more than twenty, whatever the score was. It was. And they missed it. <laughs> it was, I think it was twenty-two nothing when that happened. Actually. Yeah, and that was that yeah. was. They had no chance. Like the field goal, like literally wouldn't do anything other than it, like it, save face. Yeah. Like, at that time, it was just he was Orgeron was conceding defeat. He was just wanting to get some points on the board to get rid of that goose egg. JB, is that the what a chicken moment of the week? Yes. The official in a, in a in a way, I mean, Orgeron definitely. There's not really much you can do. Like LSU just was overpowered in pretty much every facet of the game. Like they didn't really have, they don't have the horses that they did a few years ago. Like if this was an LSU team from like early, like maybe about five six years ago, it would have been okay. But they would need Mettenberger as a quarterback, right? I guess that's what we're saying. Yeah, they or were, Odell, they were, Odell Jarvis Landry. They were missing a quarterback and, and, and Jeremy Hill was yeah. the running back that year. Would you want? Would you want? You'd want Fournette, though, or Jeremy Hill. Well, I mean, I'd rather have Fournette than Jeremy Hill. Yeah. But if we're talking about one team, I think I, yeah. that, that LSU team was by far the, the best offensive team they've had. Yeah. I still think Clemson could beat Alabama, by the way. Clemson did kill Louisville, which, they, hey, if you want to use JB's favorite word, transitive property, Clemson beat, Clemson beat Louisville by, was like, 60 points more but than... Al- Alabama beat them when Louisville stopped thought they were still going to be good. Yeah. I think Clemson kind of came in after Louisville gave up on their season. Are uh, Bobby Petrino's better days behind him? I I would say that's very safe to say. Uh, I think he's I think he's gonna be a fire in Louisville this year. Well, he was honestly. a he was a hot head coaching candidate last year or two years ago. Two years ago Lamar Jackson, and now he's falling off the wagon. There were other games uh, before we get into the SEC play. Best game of the day, probably West Virginia Texas. Am I safe to say that yeah. JB and Holt? Absolutely, it was a great game. Great great ending. Both of y'all hate. Texas, y'all wanted I, mean, I don't. I don't hate Texas as much as JB does. I definitely don't like them, but like I, I mean, I don't really care one way or the other. They haven't really been relevant for like the last ten years. Does and uh, but I do really like West Virginia and Will Greer, Dana Holgerson with his like crazy hair like in the visor. Does thing he's got going? Is does Texas have a better orange than Tennessee? Oh, million times better. But both of them aren't great, honestly. I mean, the the Texas the burn orange is at least like bearable. Like I mean, it's not like. I mean, to me, it's still not great. It's not like a great color. It's good. It's fine. But, yeah, I mean, the Tennessee orange is kind of just not a good color. Favorite part of the game, going for two, getting it once when they called a timeout, and then getting it again the second time, right? Yeah, and then, like, right after they scored that touchdown with, like, 16 seconds left, Dana Holgerson, you can read his list on the sideline. It's all over Twitter now, but, you know, we were watching it live. I had to rewind it and show you guys. But he just sits there, and he looks a little green. and goes, you want to win the game? 
He goes, all right, let's go win the game. Like, talk, there, about, there talk was, about going for two to, to win it. There was an F-bomb in there, right? At least one F-bomb. I don't think so. Uh, I, I thought I read, like, I, I don't think there was, but I could be wrong. I don't know where Dana Holgerson's from, but he just looks like he's from West Virginia. He fits West Virginia very well. He does, and that, that call to go for two in overtime on the road in Austin was just balls of steel. And it was the correct call because you're playing on the road, you're playing in Texas, you're not going to get that home cooking in overtime, and usually the – over in overtime, the home team usually prevails. Well, even and if they that's going to set up a huge game with Oklahoma because they only have one loss in conference, they right? They lost true. to Iowa State. That's their only loss. That is their only loss. They, um, I was going to say, um, even where we talk about the two point conversion being awesome, but even before that, the touchdown pass, the throw, and the catch was terrific. Before yeah. after the the refs let like a ten seconds, like, probably. yeah, like 10, 20 seconds run off the clock because. They had to let Texas substitute, and yeah. I like West Virginia was freaking out about it. Like I, I don't know if maybe they did, just didn't substitute or, or what happened, but the ref was like standing over the ball, and Will Greer just looked kind of pissed off, and he just he just like stepped up and just like threw one deep, and the dude yeah. came down. He with threw it. off it, like one foot, didn't it, he? It, he did. It looked like just like a pissed off desperation throw, like after what happened, and then ends up throwing the perfect strike and getting the touchdown, and then going for two and winning it. That was just a, an awesome sequence, and probably. Honestly, the best sequence of football we've seen this year. Yeah, I I would say I don't know. I think I think I still like. I know, this is kind of anti SEC, but I do like probably Big Ten as the second best conference, but um, and the most fun conference to watch. But Big Twelve is really fun with a lot of offense always. If you like offense, yeah, the Big Twelve is for you. Pac twelve, I just don't consider them. I consider them behind the AAC now. Not seriously, but. Um, there's just no great teams. No great teams. No, no horrible teams, like you were saying. Like, for instance, everybody – I think I was watching game day or some, somebody on ESPN yesterday was saying that, like, Utah is, like, one of the, the – probably the best team in the Pac-12. They lost to Arizona State yesterday by, like, 18. It was, like, 38 yeah. to 20. So nobody knows who's, who the best team. I guess Washington State is, but even then, they're not, like, a stable. Right. I mean, they struggled to beat Cal last night, and Cal's been having a rough year, but – Yeah. And even more than J.B. hates – Texas Holt hates Michigan, and they won by a million against Penn State. Surprise! Does Michigan look like a completely different team against Penn State than they did the first game of the year against Notre Dame? Yeah, definitely. They look like they figured out some things on offense. That was kind of still my question. We know the defense is really good. They have been for the whole time Don Brown's been there. And um, it's, the question has just been the offense, and they really struggled against Notre Dame that first game. And uh, they didn't really look great a couple weeks ago against Michigan State. If you remember that game, they kind of messed around, and it was just a really ugly game. But uh, they showed up against Penn State, and they were able to force a lot of turnovers, and Trace Controller had a rough game. And uh, it was actually not, like, too bad. Uh, in the second half, I think Penn State was only down by, like, 14, but it just really got out of hand late You know, late in the game. Yeah. It... Um... It's going to be it's setting up a good game for Ohio State Michigan this year. It is unfortunate. And I think I guess the winner of that game will probably represent the Big Ten in the playoff, which I'm assuming the Big Ten will get a team. And I don't think this year it's going to be yeah. two SEC teams because I think Alabama and Georgia will play. And they, I mean, it's, it's for sure they're going to play in the championship. And then um, I think the winner of that game will play. Well, I think the, the only way would be if oh, Georgia beats yeah. Alabama. If Georgia yeah. beats Alabama, I guess that, that's yeah. one way. And for the Big Ten, like – the only way they're going to not have a team in the playoff is if Ohio State and Michigan don't run the table the rest of the way. Like, one of them, I think, will run the table. Yeah. But, like, there's not going to be a team from the other division because Wisconsin's kind of shit the bed, and so is Iowa. Yeah. Both yeah. of them so having three losses. Yeah, it's going to come down to Northwestern Iowa next week, right? Uh, I believe so, yeah. 
It's unfortunate that... And both of those teams have, like... Iowa eliminated itself last week, losing to Penn State, and then also yeah. losing... Well, I yesterday. think if Northwestern beats Iowa next week, I think they're in, I'm pretty sure. But I, I could no. be wrong, but I'm not an expert on the Big Ten West. I, I just know that they're kind of shitty. It's unfortunate that Notre Dame will, in fact, make the playoff. I'm assuming they they run the yeah, table. Unless they find a way to lose to USC, which... USC is pretty terrible this year, so they I don't are. think they can. I mean, Notre Dame, they got they got it pretty much... They, I mean, they they play like they played a decent schedule, not they great play, teams. Well, see, the problem is they play like all Power Five teams, yeah. or mostly, but like they're not like good ones. And then they play Navy, which I mean, that's never like an easy game. Like, I think you know what I would like to see. I'd, I'd like to see Georgia and Notre Dame play each other this year again. Yeah. That'd be a really good game, I yeah. think. That'd be better because if Notre Dame gets in as a four seed, that is not going to be entertaining. It'll be yeah. more entertaining yeah. if Notre Dame makes it in as a three against. Not play Clemson. Clemson. I mean, yeah. Even though I think Clemson would still, you know. Kick the shit. Yeah. Kick but the I'm, shit. Kick the shit out of Notre Dame. But it, I would still rather not see Notre Dame play Alabama because it'll be a repeat of six years ago. SEC games. Uh, Georgia beat Kentucky pretty easily yesterday. Holt, yeah. why, do you, why did that happen and why do you hate Kentucky so much? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. A lot of Kentucky fans have been uh, writing bad reviews about us and saying that I hate Kentucky. I, I really don't. I mean, I do hate you guys in basketball, but not really football. And I was actually I was really pulling for you guys yesterday. I actually uh, bet on you guys to cover yesterday. I was really pulling for you guys, and you know I'm sorry that your team lost. I know it's been like a really good year. And is that emotional bet yesterday? You're like, oh, I guess I should bet on Kentucky since they think I hate them. No, it really wasn't. Like I've I've actually like I don't know. Like I just felt like that was such a big game. Like I really thought that uh, Kentucky was going to play a little bit better. I mean they didn't play terribly. It's just. Georgia was able to get the run game going, and Kentucky wasn't. And I'm really, that's the difference in the game. Um, DeAndre Swift finally stepped up. Yeah, DeAndre Swift had a big game. Terry Wilson played actually really well. You look at his numbers, he actually. He's like 22 for 28. Yeah, yeah, he had like his best game of the year. Um, he played really well. Benny Snell had a good game, game um, too. Yeah, Benny Snell uh, struggled a little bit to get going, but, you know, still was. I mean, what a bad game by him. But the difference was. Georgia was really able to run the ball and establish their will on Kentucky. And, I mean, to me, that was the difference in the game. Um, you know, sucks for Kentucky. Um, it was a really big game. I think that um, that first drive where, where Georgia scored a touchdown, um, I just thought it was really huge. And, you know, it let Georgia kind of relax a little bit and take a little bit of air out of the crowd. To me, like, if Kentucky would have scored first in that game, I think that it would have been a much closer game. The official numbers for Terry Wilson – are 23 for 29, 226 yards, one touchdown. Not too bad. QBR for 72, although I don't really like looking at QBR too much. Um, Snell only had uh, 73 yards, which isn't a lot for him, but he had 20 carries. You thought at one point he's going to have 50 carries for the game to win the yeah, game. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking too. Is I was like, because a lot of times Kentucky, what they'll do is they'll not run Snell as much in the first half and then like really let him take over the second half. But I really thought that on Saturday he was going to get, like, 50 carries. He did get banged up at one point in the game. He was on the sideline lipping around. So I don't know how much that hampered his, you know, production or whatever. But, you know, it was just it was just such a big game for Kentucky. And they had a chance to win the East. And, you know, Georgia was coming off an emotional win last week. So I thought they had a, a good a good shot there. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sad for them, <laughs> even though they talk crap about me. And, you know, what, <laughs> you, guys, you guys beat my favorite team, so good for you. Yeah. But uh, I still, I I hope you guys went out because I don't I hate Tennessee way more than I hate Kentucky. Another thing is that uh, even though Kentucky or Alex and hold have dogged Kentucky at times this year, I <laughs> I'm the good guy. I'm I, the good I, cop. I have yeah. been the good cop. I have stood behind you guys all year. I even Sexually. said I even said that Kentucky is the Rodney Dangerfield of the SEC this year. 
And despite the loss yesterday, I still like this Kentucky team. And with the remaining schedule, next week is the only game I think they have the potential to lose. If they win next week, they, they'll they definitely win out, and they'll have a good shot of making a uh, New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, suck that walkhead dick, bitch. <laughs> Do you think, Holt, that Kentucky would have won yesterday if game day was there instead? Maybe. I mean, I think game day should have been there. And, again, like, uh, obviously there was no preview show, so I couldn't go on my little oh. rant about that. Why was there no preview show? Uh, I don't know, Alex. You tell me. Yeah. Unfortunately, our uh, uh, 9 to 5 comes comes first sometimes, and um, they're paying the bills a little bit better. Until y'all start to sponsor us, uh, we set up a GoFundMe, so make sure you GoFundMe at SEC Slow Smoked and pay us. I mean, if you pay me and Holt and JB $100 each, that would probably be more than our current job, so yeah. that's all we need to go full-time here. And Dolly yeah. Parton told us about 9 to 5 really well, too. JB thinks he's funny today. Yeah. Got the jokes. Uh, so what was I saying? Do you remember? Why Why are you upset that game day wasn't there? Yeah, well, I mean, to me, like, you can go to Baton Rouge anytime you want. And I understand it's, like, the biggest game. But, I mean, I think we all knew what was going to happen in that game. And I think they just wanted to go to Baton Rouge because it's, like, a fun environment. And, you know, Baton Rouge is a fun town. I mean, not that Lexington's not. I've honestly never been to Lexington. But, like, to me, like, that's, like, the biggest game in Kentucky history. And it's a huge game. And uh, I just don't know how many opportunities you're going to get to go there. And to me, it would have... Like, I mean, to me, like, game day gets kind of old because they just go to the same places over and over and over again. Um, and I think they sh- anytime they get a chance to go somewhere they don't always go, they should take it. You know what I mean? Like, we've Washington seen them State. go to... Yeah, and we've seen them go to, like, you know, Division two games. And, yeah, like, that's kind of cool. They went to, like, a James Madison James game Madison, one time. North they Dakota State. State. Yeah. Fargo. They've been to North Dakota State a couple times, I think. Yeah. But, you know, it's just to me, like, you get that opportunity to go to that game. Uh, they should have taken it. You know, I understand, like, Alabama's, like, one versus three or whatever it was. But we all knew that Alabama was going to, or at least I feel like everybody knew that Alabama was just going to pistol whip. LSU in that game, and they did. I thought that Kentucky had a way better shot of beating Georgia than LSU to beating Alabama, but that's just me. Every time game day goes to a underdog, I guess playing a big team like this, like for instance, like Kentucky or even LSU playing Alabama, Kentucky playing Georgia, all the preview, pre pre game hype and intro. By the time that first intro and the kickoff plays, I'm, I'm or kickoff happens, I always think like, there's no way they're they're gonna this emotion is gonna take over and they're gonna win. They're gonna yeah. win. That's why I thought I didn't think LSU was gonna win last night because I had to remind myself that it's Alabama and Alabama doesn't play like that. But I just thought LSU was gonna be able to keep it a lot closer because I was so hyped for that pregame uh, yeah. crowd and uh, the you intro, do all the, the videos and yeah. like stuff, and you you start getting believing like, oh man, LSU like they might win even though like. No, they really they can't score. So. I wonder what I wonder if if Les Miles was watching last. He probably was. He's still an LSU fan, I think. Oh yeah, Les oh, yeah. Miles is the biggest cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. I, OBJ you know. was on the sideline, and then yeah. Alex. Well, that's the thing to me is just like I mean, not to you know I know I'm preaching to the choir for like LSU fans, but like how have they still just like figured out absolutely nothing on the offense side of the ball? Like I mean, I know that like Alabama's really good on defense, but like I just don't understand how like they're this bad. It just doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah. But um, that's they don't they don't pay us for that yet. They should. They honestly should. I mean, they shouldn't really. Dude, honestly, they should. Just if, if we were calling plays for LSU, we would not have done a worse job. Yeah, I I don't know. I just wouldn't have ran it as much, and I like I would have done more screen passes. It works for Mike Norvell at Memphis for when they play big exactly teams. Right. So and you got some big receivers. So like I don't know why they don't try to throw some more like fifty fifty balls. And maybe... Just see that catch that um, the Alabama receiver. I think it was was it Rugs 
or was it? I don't forget who it was. He caught it. He caught it right. It was a crazy throw by Tua, but he caught it and he like tiptoed and stayed in bounds. I can't think of the. the oh, that was Waddle. Waddle. Yeah, that was a great catch. So good receivers for Alabama. Not talked yeah, about, right? I know they don't really get enough love, but you know Judy Waddle and Rugs, all three are big time receivers. Awesome trio, and it's and it's bad news for college football because all of those guys are gonna be back next year. Yeah, got two sophomores and a freshman. Better offense. Brian Najee Harris will be back, even though he's not playing as good as I wanted to. Although he did take yeah. down Devin White, he just yeah. took down. He had Devin a good White. game yesterday, yeah. and uh, yeah, he had that run where he kind of dragged Devin White a few yards. Yeah, that was pretty fun to see. He's definitely a big bruiser. You know, Damian Harris is still the the main guy, but you know, obviously Alabama's not lacking for talent. Other games in the division, Alabama's rival Auburn looks like they're stepping it up now. Not really. The game they won the game against A and M, but they looked like shit to me. Yeah, like the whole game they really struggled. It wasn't until like the very end, Kellamon threw a really bad interception, and uh, Auburn was able to capitalize on both of A uh, and M's turnovers with touchdowns, and then they get the ball back down by what was it three with like yeah how much time was it like a minute maybe it was it was, it was, and then they just, it was a little over a minute they left. just run one play, uh, and then. You know, just like a little short pass, and he takes it like all the way, and like, and then in, they take the lead into the red zone. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it was just yeah he he gained, he gained a ton of yards on that play, and then and you know what's funny is uh in this game with uh, two minutes and thirty one seconds left, Texas A and M had a ninety two point six percent probability. In, they were in control the whole game until the very end. Yeah. Like when Mon threw that interception, it just like Jordan Hare just lit up and got him believing again and. Uh, you know, give credit to Malzahn and Stidham for coming together and figuring something out in the passing game to to get him going. Yeah, because I think honestly, this win, uh, in a way, may have saved uh, Malzahn another year. Because looking not... at the rest of the schedule, like they're probably gonna, I don't think they're well, gonna. No, beat one ex- no one expects them to beat Alabama or Georgia. Yeah, and they're both on but the they're road. gonna beat Liberty, so that's a seven-five finish. And if they're competitive in those in like either one of those two games, I feel like he's gonna be fine. Yeah, like I, I don't think it's going to be justifiable for the Auburn brass to fire him now. They it would only have been justifiable if they had a complete disaster and didn't make it to a bowl. But they, they're definitely going to make it to a bowl because obviously yesterday they became bowl eligible. They, they would not justify a $49 million buyout, JB. I still they wouldn't. They, they, had, they have, yes, they could, but it would be unprecedented in college football for somebody yeah. to pay for it, especially after extension. Exactly. And what a story for Auburn fans, too. Like, What if they give him like, an extension or not? Like, yeah. Gus on does just enough every time he's on the hot seat just to keep his job. Like, in this year, he's probably going to be the same story. JB, tell me about the last two plays of the game. Well, first of all, how how awkward was it when they the game was over and Auburn won, then everybody was rushing the field, saying congratulations. Kellen Mond went up to uh, Jared Sidham and said, good game, and like, hey, or I guess Jared Sidham yeah. Sidham went to oh, Kellen Mond. Yeah, my bad. Jared Sidham went up to Kellen Mond and said, good game, and it's like, hey, man, it's, it's okay. You'll get him next time, kind of speech looks like. And then the refs looked at him and said, refs looked at it again and said, oh, wait, there's actually two seconds on the game. So they played it again, and it was a sack, which is horrible. It was so horrible. <laughs> it was, and like it. And when that play happened, I said, there's a damn second left on the clock. Get off the fucking field. Biggest, biggest pet peeve That's right now in college football right now. It happened with Auburn, and it happened, I think, with Alabama. There's another game. I forgot what other game. There's another game yesterday. I can't, I can't exactly remember. The clock operators will like, always yeah. run off an extra second or two after the play is over. Oh, I think it was during the uh, Iowa 
Purdue game when there was maybe one second left. Was yeah, it maybe that, that, that sounds right. That sounds but, uh, right. I just remember it was uh, yesterday. I mean, I just hate it when clock operators let the clock run. Yeah. Because obviously the play is over and you still have a second. There's definitely going to be a second on the clock. And when that happens, the players just start rushing the field thinking it's over. Players start going to the locker room. It's chaos. And the referees and the officials have to scramble players out of the locker room. You see uh, Jimbo Fisher just coming out of the locker room. He's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, we got to do this all over again. Like, and they know they're not going to score. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like they got to lose again. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's kind of awkward. Another pet peeve of mine in college football, I guess because we play in subway football, RIP in subway football. We were trying to play this morning in subway football 14. We couldn't, couldn't find the disc call, by the way. Um, yeah. It's not. It's it's actually really easy, but it's it, my all my my situation over here is idiot proof. So yeah, well, I know it's it, tough for you guys. It's tough. It's tough for a couple dumbasses here. But um, biggest pet peeve also in college football is when uh, because we're so used to playing NCAA football, you can call a timeout immediately in NCAA coaches and not not only coaches, but I guess yeah, they're just not the most efficient at c- controlling the clock with timeouts. They'll wait like a couple couple seconds they'll waste like 10 seconds sometimes where they decide to call a time and it just drives me crazy yeah i, I mean it's just ridiculous just hit the hit the select button that's all you got to do hit the select button it works <laughs> it does it does <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so auburn's like i guess just gonna hang in there and do their thing now and go what like seven to five eight and four yeah assuming that they uh you know lose to georgia and alabama and beat liberty that's a seven and five finish and play Memphis in the Birmingham Bowl yeah maybe and it'll be good enough to uh, keep Miles on another year sorry Auburn fans Sidham is supposed to go to the draft to start the year but he has another year of eligibility so he could come back to Auburn but like I think they might just want to tell him to leave <laughs> well I mean I feel like if they didn't want him they would be playing the backup yeah I don't know it's like, I mean I, I just I don't really understand like what's going on there I mean Sidham you know just like I said he just needs to run the ball he, he got a little bit better uh, as the game went on finished the game strong um, but he still is definitely not where he needs to be. And Auburn's got some talent at receiver as well. I mean, to me, the main problem with them has been their offensive line all season. That's been their biggest problem. And, you know, they were able to make some plays yesterday at the end of the game to win it. And, you know, it's good. Enjoy the win, Auburn fans. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I still don't think that all their problems are solved. I just think that, you know, they overcame him and got a big win yesterday. Jordan Hare was a lot more live, at least on TV, than it was when we were there for the Tennessee game, it looked like. Yeah, so definitely look like a fall great break. Atmosphere. I think was happening the same weekend. Although, um, I've been told since that people stay on campus for fall break in SEC, according yeah. to hold, I guess. Yeah, but um, if you think about it the other way from Texas A and M's perspective, it's it's weird because Auburn won the game. But as an A and M fan, you're really not mad overall for the season. So Auburn, you're definitely mad at the season, like how it's going. A and M, you're you see you see something you see something good happening with uh, some some good wins and against Kentucky which is is a good team right Hope a good team and yeah Kentucky's a good team who I definitely don't hate yeah but um they're they're not a they're not a bad team and they're they're heading the right direction so it's like it's good even though they lost to Auburn uh there's good they're heading the right direction for the season it is and like when you look at Texas and remaining schedule I mean it's very unlikely they lose all three LSU. but they still have to play Ole Miss next week is that in Oxford uh no, it's in it's in College Station, but you just you never know. But also in two weeks, they gotta host one of the most underrated teams in college football, Tessie. the UAB Blazers, coached by Bill Clark, and they're currently an eight and one team, and they're really really good. And that's yeah. that's another one too. Well, the Ole Miss is a tough matchup because they don't really uh like 
A&M's weakness is the secondary, for sure. Pass defense has definitely been their I mean, biggest I, I don't problem. S- I don't see the scenario happening, happening where they lose all three. And I, I can see a scenario where they win all three. Like, the, anything yeah. can happen with A&M's schedule the rest of the way. In the preseason, we picked them to win eight wins. Or, excuse me, pick, pick them, them to win eight, eight games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're talking about A&M playing Ole Miss, but Ole Miss doesn't play defense. Yeah. So, if you haven't heard. So Tra- Tra- big game for Travion Williams against Ole Miss. Does South Carolina play defense too, though? Not as good as like, not as good as they should. They've had some injuries. Um, they're, you know, two of their DBs I think are out. So it was a rough game for them. Was that uh, was that Rico Dowell got that hurt yesterday? Yeah, Rico Dowell got hurt. I think he only had one carry. As soon as you saw that play, it looked like he was. Yeah, hurt. it looked it looked bad like right when it happened. I don't yeah. know. I haven't heard anything about like his season being over or anything like that. I, I just. You know, it, it sucks to see, like, because he definitely was about to have a huge game against Ole Miss because every running back does. But he, uh, you know, that was tough to see. But Jake Bentley came through and he had a huge game, probably his best game of the year. You know, just like we said, I mean, Ole Miss's <laughs> defense really isn't anything special, but it's definitely, you know, he definitely let him do a win. And, you know, South Carolina's defense definitely struggled, but you know what? They got the stops and they needed them. And uh, that's all that really matters. Aren't you so happy for Will Muschamp, JB, at South Carolina as opposed to Florida? Because he's in a good situation because he could go 9-3 and three at South Carolina all, all all day long, all year long, all career, all, all tenure. Career long. All career, tenure long, and like he'll he'll get extensions, raises, and everything. But Florida 9-3 and three isn't, isn't good enough. So yeah. he's, he's in a good spot now if he just does just what he's doing now, which is looks like an 8-4, season. He is. And, and good thing for South Carolina that they got a 12th game added at the end of the season, uh, right after uh, the Thanksgiving weekend, because without that game, they're probably not going to a bowl, even with the re- remaining schedule, because they still got to play. Well, Florida's not so. Well, Florida two weeks ago did not look like a uh, winnable game, but now it does. But that 12th game that they added, that might be the difference between them making to a bowl or not, or maybe putting themselves in a better position for a better bowl. Speaking of tough games, JB, how how was Tennessee such a tough game against Charlotte? Yeah, the funny thing is, uh, when it, looking at the stats going into this game, did you know Charlotte has the uh, fifth-ranked rushing defense in the country? Um, I mean, I probably do now after they watched the yeah. Tennessee. and ten- they held Tennessee uh, to exactly zero yards at halftime. Tennessee didn't have a single rushing yard at halftime in that game. Uh, you got to give credit to Tennessee's defense. Uh, they did their job, and Tennessee's offense was sputtering most of the game. They only had one touchdown that was from the offense. The other touchdown was an 82-yard punt return. Garantana's still better than Fitzgerald, though, right? Sure. Sure. No. So, <laughs> it's a debate. I don't, I don't, no, think, I don't no. think that's really fair to say. I mean, I think Nick Fitzgerald has proven a lot more over his no, career. I never even said that Garantana's better than Fitzgerald. I just think it's just funny to uh, it's funny to pick on Fitzgerald, even though I do like him. It's just like Fitzgerald is just a really good athlete. He's just a terrible thrower. I mean, Fitzgerald, to me, I would compare him more to a Josh Dobbs type. Really good uh, runner. And, you know, good for a spread offense, but he's just not a good passer. I never really hung out with Fitzgerald, but he just doesn't look like a fun person to hang out with. It looks like he just is all about himself. That's why I don't like about him. But that's just me taking shots at him. But other than that, he's a good person. Um, <laughs> but other than that, he's a good person. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Fitzgerald, he had a big game against La Tech. Could he be our full slap performer of the week, Holt? Um, I don't think so. I don't think you get to get that kind of praise just by – Having a big game against Louisiana Tech, but he how many touchdowns? He had four touchdowns, five touchdowns. 
four touchdowns, 17 for 28, 243 yards passing the ball. Yeah. And he had 100 yards rushing as well. 100. That's, 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 that happens every week. Yeah. So that's he has 100 yards rushing like every week. I'm surprised he doesn't like lead that SEC in rushing. Do you hear that Dan Mullen texted him after he got the rushing record, SEC rushing record? I didn't really say I don't know. Probably congrats. said. Probably said. Congrats. Still won't want to coach you. Go suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Go Gators. <laughs> so, Felipe Frank's speaker. Sorry, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold a little, a little slow. Hey, but Lawtech. Okay. That, that's what kind of makes me uh, mad as a um, fellow Group of Five slash Power Six member like Lawtech. Hey, in fact, Memphis actually came from. Conference USA and upgraded to Power uh, Power Six. <laughs> Thanks for that uh, history lesson. Yeah, on. you're welcome. But kind of makes me mad because La Tech is a really good team in Conference USA, and they were what six and two before this game. Yeah, and they could very well win the conference. I think there's still some good teams in there. Um, UAB, I think UAB is probably the best team, but they're second in their division, so they're a really good team. And Mississippi State's probably what like six in the SEC, maybe to, to overall. And there's just such a difference between yeah. two teams. Well, you see, like, I mean, Louisiana Tech's offense just couldn't do anything in this game. I mean, State's defense really continues to show out. Um, as JB pointed out to me uh, earlier this week, Mississippi State's defense has been the best part of their team. So <laughs> yeah. I appreciate JB for pointing that out to me. Great insight. Yeah. So, uh, But anyway, so now Mississippi State's defense has given up two touchdowns in the last 52 offensive possessions and one of those was by LSU starting at like the one yard line after a Fitzgerald interception so Missouri State's defense has been playing really well and um you know we'll see how well they do against Alabama next week probably not very well but you know what that's why they play the games what's Colin Hill Kylan Hill Kylan Hill Kylan Hill Kylan. he, he had set up like I thought he was going yeah, to yeah well, he was in, he got hurt against LSU and he didn't play last week against A&M and I think they gave him some carries uh, yesterday, but I think they were just trying to keep him fresh. Really, I don't think they really wanted him to carry the load too much. But uh, they just they just let Nick Fitzgerald run the ball eighteen times instead because they're like, I don't know if he gets hurt, whatever. We'll just put another quarterback in. <laughs> yeah, it was Thompson played last night, right? Yeah, Keaton played. Jalen Maiden played the true freshman. So is the freshman kind of supposed to be good? I mean, he was like a he was a four star by some services. Not all of them. He's a three star on some, four star on some. So he's decently recruited. Uh, he's left-handed, and he's supposed to be a better passer than all of them. But I don't know. And if what, that's really true or not? What was the backstory on the Law Tech quarterback? You said he won. Jamar Smith is from Meridian, Mississippi, and uh, I think uh, I heard someone say uh, that he got offered by Mississippi State as a sophomore in high school after a sophomore year. Um, for those of you who don't know, like Meridian's had like uh, like a lot of really good players, like Rayquan Davis from Alabama played Quan. there. Um, Zaire Jones, safety from Vanderbilt, played there. Uh, one of their you know, better players, and then a couple guys at Florida played there as well. So they've had a lot of talent. None of them really ever go to Mississippi State. But uh, J- <laughs> Debbie's trying not to laugh about. I don't, something. I don't know what JB's cracking up about. Well, he, he probably thinking to... about five guys or something. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Long story short, yeah, Jay Marshall was offered by Mississippi State. I think it was like as a sophomore, and then I think he was waiting on an offer from Alabama, and it never really came. And Mississippi State ended up going a different direction. So by the time that it was. Time for him to commit somewhere. He uh, didn't really have a ton of options left, and he ended up at Louisiana Tech. And he's he's been doing really. That's well. That's what I'm saying. He probably is not bad. Yeah, at Louisiana Tech. he's been doing really well, and I think he was supposed to be a really good baseball player there uh, too. I'm not sure if he's still playing baseball or not, but 
He was supposed to be a, a baseball star as well, so shout to J.M.R. Smith. Shouts. Some people say shouts instead of shout. I don't know if that's a thing. I'm not going to start it, but I've heard shouts, but we're not doing that. I'm just wondering. I feel like that by the time you hear about stuff, it's usually not cool anymore. True so that, I true that. Do it. Although, I did hear about, I heard mob ties before we heard it last night at the club, which we went out in the club last night. Not that we were going to talk too much about it, but um, we're going to talk a little bit about it. It was all right. I would just say um, it could have been better. Agreed? Agreed. I agree. Yeah, it could have yeah. been better. Yeah. Good but, talk. But good wall shout files. Out, go. Shout out to the really, really awesome DJ last night, though. And I sucked. He sucked so bad. <laughs> but we did we did witness JB eating some wall files last night. It was history in the making last night. He got a waffle, and I think he said it wasn't bad. It really wasn't. Uh, I grew up eating Eggos, which are just complete dog shit. But uh, <laughs> waffle last night was not bad. It had a pretty good, pretty good texture to it, so... Uh, Shout out to Waffle House for making a really good waffle with really good flour. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, it's good that, good that y'all didn't have to stay with JB this entire week. I'm sure he farted like 700 times, and that waffle didn't make any better. I woke up this morning and just smelled farts all around me. But neither here nor, neither here nor there. Um, the good part about yesterday, JB was farting all during that Missouri ass-whooping on Florida. Was this was this a thing of beauty, Holt? Dude, it really was. I, like... Drew Locke finally showed up in a big game. Barry Odom finally showed up in a big game. So, so did Dooley show up in the big game? I think so. Was he there? So, uh, I mean, he was in the press box. What color pants know. do you think he I had on? I don't know on. if he still had. Yeah, I don't know if he still had his crutches with the orange pants or not. I couldn't see. He was sitting. He's down. probably disappointed that he got hired by Missouri because their their clothes aren't loud enough. Oh, I know. It's like shit. Well, how am I going to yeah. do this? I w- I wish they would just put a mic up in the press box when he's calling plays. I would oh, love yeah. to listen to him. Him, I, you know, it'd be great. JB, we'll we'll talk about this because they both coach Tennessee. Because Tennessee picks great, picks winners. Um, it'd be great to see a staff of Dooley and Bush Jones and Shiano run and oh, and and Pruitt Pruitt being the head coach managing all of them. Well, I, I don't know about Pruitt, but like if you just had Shiano's as a DC and. Butch Jones as a uh, quarterbacks coach, and then you had <laughs> quarterbacks, uh, good lord, and then Derek Dooley coaching wide receivers. Yeah, that'd be a really, really funny staff. Yeah, all rejects. Which, um, what was there like a there was a tweet you sent it yesterday, or not tweet a picture you sent us yesterday about how disinterested Jerry Jeremy Pruitt was yet again in his press conference. Oh yeah, yeah, like that's just been that's been like the most exciting part that every week is uh, how <laughs> disinterested Pruitt's going to be during his post game coaches show. Didn't you say he didn't like he didn't change from like the night before or something? Uh, like that? It was, uh, actually, after I think it was after the Auburn game, he didn't he wore the same tie that he wore pregame to the uh, post game show. He don't give a shit. You know, which is a good thing. You want to see your coach that just just coaches. But, Paul, aren't you excited that your boy Drew Locke finally had a great game and you can like get back on his nuts well uh, I am excited for him that he finally had a good game um, I feel like Missouri's been boy I technically yeah, had a good yeah, game yeah, against Memphis yeah, yeah that's true I'm talking about like games against good teams oh but. hey hey we, we play defense in the power for six <laughs> Def- sorry I'm done what was the score of that ECU Memphis game yesterday hey well we, we were trying to run up the score we, we had the over <laughs> we had the over <laughs> I think the yeah I think there was a hundred point score. Hey, we, we don't have everybody. We don't just have but, uh, to, we don't have ticket revenue. We have to get money anyway, betting. Yeah, is I'm very happy that Drew Lock finally had a big game against a good team. What happened and, to Alberto? Uh, Alberto got banged up. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, I didn't see. It. I just saw him on selling getting worked on it. It's tough to see. Hopefully he's all right. You know, um, you I don't know, really know. He, he he threw a block and looked like he hurt his shoulder. You know what pissed me off yesterday? Holt is almost definitely the Alabama LSU game, but either, even other games. Every single thing we said amongst each other, the commentator said like right afterwards. Yeah, I know. We I forgot what we were talking about, but 
Um, I know it was definitely Alabama LSU game, but then the the commentator for the Missouri game started calling him Alberto. I was like, bitch, I said that first. Yeah. Stop trying to steal our shit. He must be a loyal listener. Shout out to the SSC Network getting their ideas from us. Yeah. We love y'all too, even though y'all don't pay us enough. Yeah. But it's all good. It's all good. And, uh, you know, Felipe Franks continues to struggle. He's just not a great quote. He doesn't really fit Damon's offense at all. I think what Damon's done with him this year has still been, like, really impressive just because, like... He sucks. Yeah, because Felipe Franks is... I mean, he's got some arm strength, but that's about it. He's got size and arm strength, and that's, you know, that's all it takes to get a high rating on rivals, apparently. Yeah. But uh, he's he's just not a great quarterback. He makes bad, bad decisions. He's not very accurate. Um, they put in the backup for a while, too. Not Emory Jones, but the, the other one. Um I guess Emory Jones is trying to preserve, preserve his redshirt. Yeah, so I guess so. But either way, it was a tough game for the Ford offense. And uh, Grantham's defense had a rough game as well, giving up some big plays. And that's what he does. He creates a lot of big plays, but he gives up a lot of big plays too. And Missouri is one of the few teams on uh, Florida's schedule that can take advantage of that. So it's good to see uh, Drew Locke finally have a big game against a good team. And, uh, you know, the running backs played well as well. Roundtree had another good game, but it was uh, – the uh, the other guy, um, God, his name's escapes me right now. Um, the other anyway, the, the other running back from Missouri had, had a bigger game, but they both had really big games, and uh, it was fun for the uh, Missouri offense to uh, finally break through and get a big win on the road against Florida. Well, I feel like we say this for are you talking about Crockett or Roundtree? Yeah, Crockett. Yeah, David Crockett. Yeah, David Crockett. Is he from he's from Tennessee, right? Um, yeah, he's probably the, the only ten I see. <laughs> Davy Crockett, All right. king yeah. of the wild frontier. Do anybody? Does anybody tell y'all like whenever you tell them you're from Tennessee? Well, except for you, you, you say you're like from five different states. You go into like a long speech where you're from when somebody asks you. But it's a, tough, it's a tough answer. Yeah, but Arkansas, what, what, Mississippi. J- hold, hold, or JB, shut up. When, when when somebody when you tell somebody you're from Tennessee, they, I swear to God, every single person says, "Oh, you're the only ten I see," and like thinks they're the first person who ever thought of that. Yeah, but it's um, a good pickup line. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it works for JB all the time. Yeah. Do you use that on Tinder? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> little backstory: We're in the Uber, and we uh, on the way to the club. We told the Uber dr- dr- driver that JB was the Tinder king of Memphis, and she just like, uh huh. <laughs> she just she's judged, She judged. She judged. She slipped her number over there. Yeah, that's something. Is, is that why you were? Is that where you were this morning? Sure. Sure. Okay. Um, but I feel like I say this for a lot of teams Holt and JB. I'll get you involved, JB, since you're not texting your girls this morning now. Um, JB, uh, we say a lot of teams are better or worse than their record. Florida is one of them, I think. Holt agrees, I think. I think they're worse than their record. And he thinks, I think he thinks that for LSU as well. And yeah. Kentucky's probably now on a balance where they should be. Yeah. But Florida and LSU, let's talk about Florida, JB. Are they worse than their record? I agree. Yep, I would agree with that. Although now they could they could finish out nine and three, so that's probably what we expected them. But yeah. the going into the game, they were they thought they were hot shit. Yeah, the kind of, Florida reminds me of uh, the the first two McWayne teams where they finished nine and three, and they're just like really really ugly nine and three games. Yeah, you know the thing that sucks is that Felipe Franks is only a sophomore, so like they're yes. really gonna have to figure out how to get yeah. rid of him. Although, uh, they, brought in, gonna... they brought in Trask yesterday, and he actually performed a little bit better than Franks, so that's uh, gonna be interesting going forward. It's with like Dan Mullen, Dan Mullen, do. Dan Mullen would hope that he's like a senior, so you don't like really have to have this huge controversy and say like, "Yeah, Felipe, you you actually suck. You need to transfer out of here." So yeah. <laughs> it's um it's not gonna work out like that. He's gonna have to he's gonna have to tell him he's not gonna he's not gonna graduate. Um, or grad transfer, he's going to be there next year. So you're going to have to tell him like, "Hey, we're going to we'd rather start a wide receiver at quarterback than you." So like, you need to <laughs> you need to get out of here. 
In fact, I think a wide receiver would do better because yeah. he likes running quarterbacks. So yeah, I'm surprised that uh, is it Kadarius Tony, uh, the wide receiver for Florida, hasn't been getting more snaps at quarterback. Uh, he's a quarterback in high school, and he's definitely got like a lot of moves. But uh, in anyway, it's definitely going to be an awkward situation because uh, Felipe Franks is not going to be Florida's quarterback for the next three seasons. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, I'm not even sure if he's going to make it through this season as a starter. Um, so that's kind of an awkward thing that's going to be coming up, but I just don't think he's going to be there long term. But see, now we're getting to the point of the season where he could play Emory Jones. Cause well, he played him in the Georgia game. I know that. He did. So that, they got but three. just as a running. We're, we're, talk, we're talking about the red shirt process, yeah. too. Like but that's he, what he I was trying to figure more, out. He, got, he has three more games. Was that the play. first game that Emory Jones played this year, though? I believe so. I mean, unless some uh, Florida Gator fans can tweet us and – let us know if he played another game. I think it was just a Georgia game. So he's got three more games he can play in, and Florida at this point has four games left this season. So yeah, he'll probably play. I'd say probably don't play him against Florida State, but I'd definitely play him against South Carolina. Yeah, or the bowl game as well. In the bowl game too. I definitely. That's play probably him in the bowl what they're game. gonna do. I would actually start him in the bowl game and get him ready for the next season. And then he'll be coming in next year as a redshirt freshman. Yeah, still be better than Fitzgerald and Garantano combined. Mm-hmm. But getting to the end of the show. Um, what are y'all excited about? Looking forward to next week, the podcast. You think we will actually do the podcast next week? The preview. I, I hope so. We can all commit to it. Yeah. I know. I know everybody. We we got a lot of hate mail this week for not doing a preview yeah. show. So we we apologize. JB, what? Sometimes, just like Alex said, sometimes our nine to fives get in the way. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> it, it's tough for. Uh, it's hard out here for, for pimp for three guys. Yeah, it's tough for three people to get our schedules to line up perfectly. So. Yeah. And another thing I'm excited about is uh, SEC basketball season kicks off uh, starting yeah. Tuesday night. Only because only because Tennessee's number six. That's the only reason why. No, I mean I'm excited about SEC basketball in general because this the conference this year is really really strong. Uh, they got the record amount of teams in the tournament last year with eight. I think they can get close to that number again this year, but I think this year the SEC has more national championship contenders than it has in previous years. It's not just Kentucky. <clears throat> yeah, there are some good teams. I see is coming coming out as a basketball conference for sure. It is. Um, JB, we've uh, we've been a complete fat ass this weekend, and uh, Flowood. What's your what's your favorite meal have been so what was, what's been your favorite meal so far? Flowood. Let's just run it through real quick. We went we went to uh, we well, y'all went to Whataburger before before I got there. We went to Mugshots um, Friday night with me, and then we went to Bob's afterwards, and then we went to um, damn, we really did Twin Peaks, food, Twin Peaks, Peaks, which was a JB choice because they show more than Hooters. It was definitely down between Hooters and Twin Peaks, and then uh, we ate Waffle House and then Raising Cane's before that. So, And then we're about to get Mexican food or somewhere really good, Lose. Lose full service. Uh, the best meal to me. Don't say it. <laughs> uh, how about we go with worst meals? How about that? Because it's kind of hard to pick a best meal. <laughs> the worst meal to me uh, is going to be mugshots. Yeah. I'm actually going to put Waffle House above mugshots. Yeah, I like I like mugshots bread. The burger. Now that I've, I'm tasting the burger more, or I've tasted it last night again, uh, or Friday night, I just didn't think it was as great as I remember. But the the bun and the the fries are good. But they also just kind of jip you on the amount of food they give you and what yeah. you pay for. It is. They used to, they used to give you way more. Well, we're about to eat a shit ton of food now, um, because we all we all woke up and ran this morning together, and we're about to eat a shit ton of. Um, Lose or Mexican food or both. A shit ton of carbs, as you as you will. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, you know what? You only live once. You'll that's what that's 
with someone once told me. Yeah, it's also still the weekend. So after this meal, it won't be the weekend anymore. Yeah, our diet starts tomorrow always. But thanks for listening so far um, to SEC Slow Smoke. Even Kentucky fans, I know you hate us, but we still love you. Um, nothing, nothing but positive vibes coming from us to you. Um, and we are excited, I guess, about closing out the season. Um, excited, but kind of sad that the season's coming to an end soon. But um, it'll be good once we get into the SEC championship and conference championship and playoffs uh, when we see Notre Dame get killed by Alabama. So excited about that. Uh, until next time, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Um, still post a little bit on Instagram, but just make sure you follow us on there. And MySpace and Friendster and all the other good ones. At Napster. So, at Napster. Limewire. <laughs> Limewire. Huzzah. Kaza. Yeah. Make sure you follow us on everything at SEC Slow Smoke. We don't change our name. We make it simple for you, the fan. Thank you, and goodbye.